and welcome to a December edition of Another Something Completely Machinima. Uh, happy holidays, everyone, um, whatever you're celebrating. My name is Damien Valentine, also known as Darth Angelus, and I'm going to be hosting uh, this month's uh, episodes. And joining me, I've got Ricky Grove. Hey there. Tracy Harwood. Happy Christmas. And Phil Rice. Yo. Uh, it's a pleasure to see you all as it normally is. Uh, so we'll start off with the news. Uh, we've got quite um, a big selection of news to cover this month. So um, yeah, a lot. I'll go first. Um, pardon? A lot. <laughs> yeah, we do have a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with some iClone news. We got to see the uh, work in progress videos for iClone 8, which shows off uh, a lot of the uh, new features are coming. Um, there's things like characters that can now touch objects, and it will know that the the software will know the characters touching something, so you're they're not clipping through walls or objects or each other. Um, and then they've got some visual enhancements such as motion blur and volumetric fog, which is going to be quite nice, uh, and all kinds of other exciting features that are coming. It's also going to integrate um, with uh, Omniverse, which when the work in progress video was uh, shown, I thought that was going to be a feature that came with iClone 8. Uh, but there's another bit of news that I'll cover uh, in, a, in a few minutes uh, relating to that. Um, and of course, you've got Character Creator 4 is coming alongside it. Uh, and that's got more um, enhanced features where uh, you can bring in uh, character models and it will if they're rigged it knows the skeleton is brought in with them um, and it looks like it's gonna be a lot um, easier to have characters that aren't human shaped um, which is great because if you're working in sort of science fiction or fantasy or you just want to do some sort of cartoon um, something for kids or something you don't necessarily want everyone to look human you might want your alien characters or your your monster characters or your little animal characters characters or whatever it is you want to do and this looks like it's going to give you uh, a lot more flexibility in um, creating those kind of characters for your project yep. uh, the release date for both of these was put in as spring um, so it's kind of a, a vague window there um, so keep an eye on it they have a special offer on at the moment where if you spend a certain amount of money in the contents store or in on the, any of the real vision stores, um, you get a free copy of the character creator, or if you spend a bit more, you get a free copy of iClone 8, or if you spend um, the highest amount, which I think, believe it was 799, you get <clears throat> both packages <laughs> with it. <laughs> yes. Well, I think you just gave a, a little heart Ooh. murmur for Phil. Yeah. Are you right there, Phil? I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's there has been a lot of discussion on the various uh social areas about the prices of the increased prices of the software and that's particular special offer and i've looked closely into it and if you're just going to buy compare it to iclone 7 if you just bought the basic iclone package and the basic character creator then yeah you are paying a lot more money for the updated um, packages for the software. And I can see that is going to put people off who just want to 
just they're happy with what they've got already, so they don't see a need to upgrade. Um, um, but if you if you're buying the pipeline editions with uh, um, 3D Exchange pipelines, which lets you um, take your content and put it into Unreal or uh, Omniverse or any of the other platforms that um, exist out there. That's now integrated into iClone 8 and Character Creator 4. It's not a separate package that you have to buy. Well, so, that's good. Yeah. If, so if you had that already, you're actually paying less for the new version than you would if you had to buy it all. So, um, which is great for those people, but if people who just want to tinker around with um, the basic version, then uh, I think you might be a little bit out of luck. Um, and maybe we'll, Real Legion will say, have more to say about that as uh, they get closer to release. But so far, that's what it looks like. Um, so the other iClone news was about Omniverse. Um, they've released a free update, which lets you export your scene into Omniverse. Um, I've had a bit of a tinker around with it. And on the surface, it basically is as simple as press the export button it will take a couple of minutes to create your file. You then load that into Omniverse, and it's exported everything uh, into that scene. So all you then have to do is press the render button. Now, it's a bit more complicated than that because the way lighting works in Omniverse is different from how it works in iClone. So you have to tinker around with those settings. And of course, if you've bought any content from the content store, you need to have the export versions of it otherwise it won't export into uh, omniverse which of course is more expensive than the but that's standard. just for that's just for seven though and eight though it will since you said it's integrated it'll export all of that to omniverse uh, right i don't know because even if you've got the you still need to export license for the actual content so this would be if you had a character and you put them in a, a jacket the jacket you bought from the um the content store you need the export license for that jacket to be able to use the character in um, in omniverse and i don't know if that's related to the pipeline edition or not i think you still have to have the export even if you've got the the pipeline in eight I, i'm not sure it's well, it all odd. sounds delightfully simple uh yeah <laughs> well, so what i've been doing is i've been using my own content which i've imported myself because it has no um DRM on it at all, so it doesn't matter. So I've been tinkering around with some spaceships flying around, and there are some very noticeable differences in the render quality, obviously, between Omniverse and iClone's default renderer. Yeah, I would say. (laughs) Um, So uh, um, I haven't tried it with any characters yet, because I don't have any export license for any of the costumes, because I I don't really have that money to spare to upgrade them. So I, I I have no idea how it works with the characters, but as far as static objects go that I've brought in, it, it works really well. And uh, I'm still figuring out how the lighting works and um, how to get the skies to import and things like that, because I was trying it earlier. And uh, um, it's just a black ball. So the actual texture on the sky was missing. Um, huh? so I, I have no idea how to fix that yet, just yet. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, what I've experimented with so far, when it works, it looks really good. I've, uh, um, I just finished with the graphic technology conference this uh, last week, and Real Illusion had a very strong presence there, and they did quite a few presentations. So I've got more news about your news 
uh, when my news segment comes up, because I'm going to do a little mini graphic uh, technology conference. And they Excellent. presented more technical aspects of that. So uh, a little bit later, I'll, I'll give you more news on it. Uh, looking forward to hearing that because I missed all of that. So uh, interesting to hear more about um, what's coming with iClone and Real Vision. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's all the uh, iClone news I have to share for now. And then obviously you'll, you'll get more from Ricky. And last bit of news I'm going to share is the um, some news about the Unreal Virtual Studio. We've talked about it before with how the Mandalorian used it for their virtual sets to, to put their actors in all these exotic locations or actually having to go off to exotic locations to film it. Um, so the Book of Boba Fett is a, it's another Star Wars TV show that's starting this month on the 29th. It uses the exact same technology. Uh, there's a trailer out, which we'll put in the show notes. And it looks just as good as the Mandalorian did. And you can tell they, wherever they've, they made the, the Unreal technology to make it look just as like they really went off into the desert to film all this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's very impressive. And another one was, it's, it's actually a big screen uh, cinema release using this virtual screen technology. So, so far I've only seen it on TV screens, so obviously much smaller. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it's going to look on a massive cinema screen. And that's for the Batman, uh, which is being released think in March next year um, and they used that for to recreate parts of Gotham City and the thumbnail for the trailer has a picture of Batman the camera's behind his head and he's kind of looking out across the city and the sun's coming up and it's all kind of red that was all virtual um, environment and that's great uh, I'm really excited to see how this is going to look on a big screen and um, where you have to I spent a lot more time making sure everything looks perfect because any flaws is going to be very noticeable when it's up right up there. You can't get away with hiding it because the screens are smaller at home. So uh, it's, it's interesting to see what they do. But that's all of my news. Um, Phil, you're up next. Yes. Uh, last month we talked about the GTA trilogy remaster. Um, and that has now been released. Uh, and... Uh, from all indications, uh, it looks like it kind of sucks. Honestly, there's been there's there's been some there's been some pretty huge uh, missteps with the the release of it. That that the launcher broke, and then you couldn't get to the game, and then they they pulled it back and said it looks like. We released it accidentally with some content that wasn't supposed to be in there, which is rumored to maybe be the hot coffee stuff that was, you know, oh they got sued for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just a mess. And then the other thing that I've seen is, and we'll, we'll include a link to the video, but uh, some of the graphics stuff, uh, this does not look like the Mass Effect reissue by any means. Mass Effect, undeniably a beautification of the game, an improvement visually in every regard. This not so much. There's some weird stuff going on, particularly with some of the character models. Uh, it's just very inhuman-looking weirdness. Weird. Yeah, it really looks like some corners were cut. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. I know I had commented when this was coming out of, well, this could be exciting. Somebody who's been working in GTA V and wants to expand that world to include these other cities, if it has a similar enough graphic. Yeah, no. No, I don't think so. I think even even the best screenshots that I've seen of it and the best 
videos that I've seen of it. It is, is it better than, you know, what was on the PlayStation? Yes, it is, but it's nowhere near the image fidelity of their more recent games. That's too bad. Um, so yeah. it, that doesn't mean that it won't be an enjoyable gameplay experience for people. Maybe it will. Uh, but I'm, I'm not really incentivized to, to plunk down money for it at this point, given what I've seen. Yeah, it's probably a premium, what, 50 bucks, something like that? Yeah, yeah, I, I would assume so. Um, I just, I'm, I'm just, I, honestly, if I were to go back and see GTA as I originally played it, I'd probably be disappointed. And then somewhere above that in Fidelity is my memory of playing the game. <laughs> so I've just decided I don't want to take that backwards a step. I'd like to just keep remembering it as awesome. Um, but you know, if that changes, we'll, we'll be sure to let people know. It's I like wanted to make visit, a real quick, go ahead. It's like the visit to your home after you've gone away to college and you come back and you realize the family has sold the house and it's got chickens <laughs> in the front yard and the windows are broken. And so, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully I, they I've had that off. exact experience. Well, not the, not the chickens in the yard, but <laughs> yeah, I go back to visit the, the town I grew up in, in Illinois, or even the town that I went to high school in, in Florida. And it's just weird, man. You know, yeah, none of the businesses are still around. It's all changed names and it's overcrowded. The Florida one anyway. Yeah. Horrible. Well, that's, that's basically, if you want that experience, but don't want to have to buy the plane ticket to go visit your hometown. Just get the GTA trilogy. GTA, yeah. Because it's like you remember, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's newer, it, it it's worse. That's that's kind of the impression I'm getting. So hopefully they fix that up. Um, I hope so. It's such a mess; it might take them a while. But hopefully they fix it up. It and looks like a gargantuan task. It really does because yeah. it's not a simple coding bug or something. This is. It's it almost thing. looks like. On those player models, it almost looks like that maybe they tried to use some kind of automatic converter. Uh, and then they yeah. didn't check the results afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody put a decimal point in the wrong place or something. <laughs> it might uh, explain yeah, why they strange went Strange-looking characters. It might explain why there's only a month between when they announced it and when it was actually released, because I thought, that's very quick. I mean, they could have been working on it in secret for a long time, which is what I said to myself when the announcement came but clearly they haven't. Well, it depends on what you mean by a long time, you know. <laughs> well, if I think by a long time, you mean the month of August? Yeah. Then yes, they worked very hard. Well, I kind of wonder, you know, the trend is re-releasing classic games and updated graphics and play. Maybe they just wanted to get on the bandwagon and make some money. Yeah, yeah. that could be it. Um, it's It's... It's a blemish on them, I think, on, on a mostly good track record with their games. Some of, some of their releases over the years haven't been. Yeah. Um, there, there was one where, like, you were the school bully or something like that, I think. I oh, remember. I remember that. It was terrible. Yeah. Horrible. So, all right. Um, I wanted to make a real brief mention of a podcast that I don't know uh, if our listeners and, and you in particular, Ricky, have heard of, but it's called A Sound Effect. That's the name of the podcast. And basically, they do uh, uh, regular podcasts digging into and talking to sound designers and sound engineers uh, from mostly from the, the professional world, from movie movie world. Most recent episode that as of when we're recording this, they get into the sound design in the Dune movie. Oh, it's phenomenal. 
wonderful uh, just discussion of some of how that they did what they did for certain effects in that movie. And also their work process was pretty fascinating that basically, unlike in most movies and probably most machinima is this way too, sound is done as purely a post-production phase. You think about it after all the main work is done and it's kind of tacked on in that way. And it could still turn out really great and can really enhance a film. But what these guys did that are different, because most, most Hollywood movies do it that way too. You know, they don't even, they even hire on the sound guys until, you know, they have guys that are capturing some sound in the field. But in terms of the finished sound product, those guys aren't even in the discussion until all the films are already in the can. Well, these guys uh, and the, the director of uh, Dune, whose name I'm not going to mispronounce, uh, because it doesn't doesn't sound like it looks looks like Denis Villeneuve. It's not. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it like Denis Villeneuve, something you have to say. <laughs> I don't know how I, I butcher it every time. Anyway, he involved the sound design guys like early on, and in fact, some of the sound design work was done before they filmed it. And he was they were talking with the director very early on, and, and he, it was very important to the director that certain sounds, you know, have a certain effect and stuff. And it, and the net result, if you haven't seen the movie, the movie's extraordinary. Um, and the sound design and score work in particular are just, it, that's the main reason I watched it the second time. It'll probably be the reason I watch it the third time uh, with headphones. Just delightful. I saw it the first time in the theater. It's wonderful. Um, and the sound work is just wonderful. So anyway, that podcast uh, does discussions like that. If sound is your thing or you just want to learn more about how that works, uh, that would be a good one to uh, to check out. That's great. I didn't know about that. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah it came up. I, I don't remember how it came up. I think I'm... The, the website um, that the podcast is with, they sell, uh, you know, pre-recorded sound effects packets. And I subscribed to their newsletter years ago. And... Uh, then when they started doing the podcast, I started listening to it. And uh, yeah, it's it's quite good. Sounds fascinating. Yeah, sure yeah. does. Well, I, I really enjoyed the film Dune. So, and it does have such an unusual sound element to all of it, the music and it the really sound. It really does, effects. yeah. So I'm going to listen to that podcast just to hear how they did that because that would be really interesting. Yeah, they talk some about how even they collaborated with Hans Zimmer, who's the, the, uh, the score for that movie. They collaborated with him as well and in very close fashion to make sure, Hey, at this point, we're going to be doing this with sound. And so he knew not to, to compete with that, with the score mm -hmm. and vice versa. And, uh, you know, having seen the movie first, um, I kind of observed that not specifically, but just observed that it just all fits together so well. Yeah. It was neat to hear that that was deliberate, that that was a result of intentionally focusing on that. I think there's something to be learned for that in, in, on the small end and web screen as well, you know, yep. That, that, yep. Um, exactly. paying attention to those things and, and understanding the importance of the role mm. that sound and, and, and music as well can have early on really can pay some nice dividends. Yeah. yeah. Probably easier to do with machinima than it is with live action anyway, because you've got all your assets in front of you, haven't you? Yeah. So I would imagine that it's a real, unfortunately, a real, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, overall, in the history of machinima, sound and music have been secondary in the in the production process, especially sound. 
Mm. Um, those movies, I, I, I'm always happy when you comment on a movie, Tracy, that, about its sound because a lot of times this just the sound that it's a, it's a last minute thing. Oh well, we'll put some footsteps in or we'll mm. do this and. Um, but it's so, so important, I, isn't it? Absolutely, and it's the, it makes the di- sometimes it can make the difference between a good film and a great film. You know, mm-hmm. I know early on in Machinima that, that one of the reasons that that evolved in that direction. You know, we're talking about early early Machinima where it's something playing back in game in Quake or a game like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact of the matter is, is that the sound. Uh, the sound format that you could import into the game to use and play back was very low fidelity. Like you had to sample mm. it down and it was very thin. No, not much more sound quality than you can get through a telephone receiver, you know, just, wow. just pitifully bad. They did that for efficiency purposes because sound takes up a lot of space. Nowadays, there's no, there's not really any, any reason not to, uh, to really go all out with sound because uh, it, it, yeah, the, the the space concerns back then, needless to say, are not mm, not concerns same. that we have now. You know, we've got I've got more storage space on this thumb drive in front of me than we had on two <laughs> computers back then. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, this um the online uh, Star Wars game, The Old Republic, is a forty gigabyte download, oh. and most of that is the sound effects and dialogue. Oh, wow. It's not the graphics. Yeah. It's not the videos or anything else. It's just sound effects and dialogue. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2 is the same thing. I don't know what the exact size is of it, but there are hundreds of hours of dialogue recorded, and it's all really good quality. Recordings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Mm. so the other thing I'll mention just real quick is uh, I found an article uh, called Understanding NFTs and Blockchain. <laughs> sorry and i'm the one who needed this it really has very little to do with machinima although it has come up uh, uh in the past several months because you know nfts are kind of going into anything art and creativity related uh, i still have uh at best a kindergartner's understanding of of nfts and blockchain and after reading this article, I feel like maybe like a first grader, you know, that it, a slightly more uh, mature child. I still don't fully get it, but it's probably one of the better explanations of how what they actually are and how all that stuff works that I've ever read. Um, I, I cannot account for my complete intellectual blind spot with regard to this. I deal with technology every day but I'm just a complete buffoon when it comes to yeah. start with just somebody says Bitcoin and my, I just, my eyes just glaze. I just don't yeah, yeah, yeah. fully get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree. So the article like was, that, this article may help you too. Yeah. The article was very helpful to me because he um, talks about those concepts in the context of him getting a gift for his wife and it makes it very practical. Yeah, that because, story made it very relatable, didn't it? Yeah. Right, it did. And so initially he makes it seems like he spent like twelve thousand dollars as a gift mm. for his wife. But then using the blockchain explanations, you discover no, he spent about eleven bucks, you know. 
20 bucks. <laughs> but right. the process of explaining that, which I thought was quite witty, um, he goes through <laughs> each element, you know, and, and I thought, I think it's a very interesting introduction. And although I, I'm still a bit at sea, as I think most people are, uh, Phil, I don't think you should hang your head because I think most people are befuddled with it because it is a very esoteric system that they've, yes. they've set up. And, uh, but I do feel that that article is very helpful and thanks for, for linking it, Phil. Yeah, you bet. That's all I've got. All right. That was, uh, very interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think anyone really understands NFTs. I, I struggle with it. Someone once asked me, is when Bitcoin was all over the news a few years ago when it was first taking off, someone asked me, so what's Bitcoin? Can you explain it to me? And I just kind of stared blankly at them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, Ricky, um, so it's your turn. What news yep. have you got for us this week? Oh, I got a bunch of good stuff. I'll try not to talk your ears off. I do want to say I did see with my partner, Lisa, uh, the first movie in uh, two years, and that was Dune in the theater. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And, um, <laughs> I, for some, you know, it, it's odd in our society. We There's so much media and so much immediate publication. You almost get a feeling about a movie before you go see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know how, maybe I just read the wrong place, but I got the feeling it wasn't going to be very good. And I was really excited with it. I thought it was a terrific adaptation. And I'm a big fan of Dune. I reread the book again uh, back in January. And uh, we had watched the David Lynch version of it uh, at the same time. And so I was, you know, really, really happy with it. And you're right, the sound and the music were just wonderful. Um, and then, so that was Sunday. And then on the Monday, we watched the David Lynch version because my partner told me that she thought the adaptation borrowed heavily uh, in terms of the script, the scenes. And I didn't remember the Lynch version real careful, real well. So rewatching it again, and I say he did, mm -hmm. although he, Villeneuve, uh, uh, whatever his <laughs> name is, uh, he 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 made his own um, uh, uh, scenes, of course, but he did follow the skeleton of the David Lynch version. And I've always liked the David Lynch version. Yeah, well, there's some problems with it, but I've always liked it. But this too. was this was a very strong adaptation. I encourage everybody to see it. Um, it's a great introduction to the politics and the interweavings of court intrigue and science and nativism and it's just really great and it really and and if it leads you back to the book which is just astounding i mean you get you get maybe about a fourth of what's in the book in this this movie the the book is so careful in it, in its world building it lays everything out in the film they have to sort of jump from thing to thing because they have to move it along they can't do it for 5 hours but anyway i wanted to say how much i liked it and um definitely want to recommend it to everybody um as i said earlier the the gra the uh, graphics technology con uh conference uh sponsored and created by nvidia uh, finished this last week. It was the second year they did it in a virtual setting. And uh, I'm finding that I really like the virtual conference setting as a reporter 
because it's so much easier to move from thing to thing and spread everything out when you have an actual physical location you're 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 set on a time i mean if i wanted to watch something at 11 o'clock at night and then read the discussion and the question and answer i could do it but you can't do that in real life of course you lose the connectiveness and everything which i think is vital but i really like the the gct virtual conference and they did an outstanding job this year now keep in mind that the um this particular conference is a technical conference so a good three quarters of the uh conference went over my head uh, because it's all about ray tracing and deep learning algorithms and coding and it's really hard but to their credit they have a whole section that's just devoted to art and um entertainment and media and those were absolutely fascinating and there were some incredible presentations i have to say that real illusion uh did a presentation was just outstanding and it made me realize that the machinima um, um, program that NVIDIA uh, created and that we announced many months ago, and which is sort of stillborn, it's, they have done some updates on it, but it's still essentially the same. And it's still complicated and still buggy. I think that the real benefit for machinima will be through real illusion and omniverse. And here's why, because real illusion had a connection to NVIDIA long before the omniverse was created. And then when they started to come up with the, with how they wanted to make it public, they included real illusion as one of the main companies, just like Autodesk, just like Adobe, just like Maya and all the others. So real illusion oh, had a leg that. up on it. Yeah. There, there was a friendship there between people at NVIDIA and real illusion. And so they included that, uh, the connect, uh, real illusion connection to Omniverse right off the bat. So they've been working on this connection over and over. And so smartly, they use their update to iClone and update to a character creator to improve that connection. So essentially, what you have is you have the the real machinima of, uh, connection inside of Movniverse. And that's going to be iClone 8 and iClone or, and character creator 4. And you can already do it with iClone 7 but iClone 8 will be absolutely direct. And they, uh, John Martin de- uh, demonstrated in a video which you can, which we'll link to in, in YouTube, how easy it was to do it. Now, the benefit of doing this instead of doing it directly inside of um, iClone and, rend- and, and doing real-time rendering and capturing that is that in Omniverse, you... Remember, Omniverse is sort of a, an environment. It's like a metaverse. And what you have are plugins. Um, and you take the plugin for a program, you create content in that plugin and bring it inside of Omniverse. And then in Omniverse, you can use high quality graphics technology to add new materials if you want, add new lighting. Uh, create new cameras, and this is inside of uh, Omniverse Create. That's their platform for creating things, and have ray traced rendering, real time rendering. So basically, what you're doing is you're taking an average looking 
um, a render inside of iClone and making it a super render inside of Omniverse. Plus, you have the benefits of being able to collaborate inside of Omniverse with somebody else. So if you have a small team of, of Machinima people, somebody's doing uh, somebody's doing uh, designing something in Blender and somebody else is doing the blocking and the camera work, you can do that together inside of Omniverse using iClone, if that's your main staging platform, and Blender, if you want to use Blender as your design. So, And they demonstrated this um, uh, using Unreal, um, where they had four people working simultaneously inside to create this scene. And it was hmm. there were no gaps. It was direct. It was all inside of Omniverse. It was just terrific. I was very very happy with it. That's awesome. So I just mm. wanted I just wanted to mention that I think Real Illusions updates, which are tre tremendous, iClone's uh, new animation system is going to be phenomenal. So much better than their previous drop and drag. And then you know hopefully you'll try to get the person in place. Now the the way to do it is they've inter integrated with their actor core technology where you can get animations from that and drop them in, but you can also guide the animations. And they're also made as you can do controllers to animate them or keyboards to animate them. So you can puppet them nice. to go the way you want them to go. So they're moving more towards game-like control of it. It's just, just terrific. And briefly, I wanted to say before I jump into my last bit of news is that the overall conference theme was, of course, about Omniverse, but also <coughs> AI and robotics. And we're going to see a revolution in robotics. And consider this. Our notion of robotics is, okay, you're going to have three-dimensional real robots that are going to do things, right? Well, the real revolution that's going to come are going to be virtual robots. So, for example, you have a... a a, a supply warehouse that does cars yeah. and they want to change something in order to make um, it more efficient or, or add something to it. Well, to, to actually do that in real life would cause, they'd have to shut down the system. They'd have to integrate it. And if there was a problem, they'd have to repair it and fix it. So what Omniverse has done, it's allowed them to create digital doubles so they can actually duplicate the warehouse entirely in virtual space. And then they make the change inside of the double. And it works uh, according to physics. It works according to the way they've planned it. Um, since they integrate robot technology and, and uh, coding inside of that, the robots uh, respond actively. And uh, so they see where the problems are, and then they use that to integrate it. So wow. they have robots who are writing code for other robots. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Now, yeah. like it's I said, some, impressive, some, isn't it? some of this stuff was over my head, but I am so excited about um, the future possibilities of making things easier to understand and to help us uh, solve problems in our health system and our, and I won't, work for our democracy, but that's something else. In any event, uh, GTC was very excited. I urge everybody to go to it. Real Illusion updates are great. The other two bits of news I have for you is that Nightmare Puppeteer, 
the beta uh, uh, things that we had been, updates that we had been talking about, which is like importing USB, motion capture and everything, are now part of the main program. He's taken the beta code and put it in with uh, Nightmare Puppeteer 2.0, plus additional uh, characters, additional scenes, and he's dropped the price to 99 cents, which which the 50% off current sale, which is 49 cents. If you don't get this 49 cent problem, I am never going to speak to you again. Listener. Question, Ricky. Question. Yeah. Is someone who uh, purchased the previous version uh, of Nightmare Puppeteer, will they get a discount off of that 49 cents? <laughs> for, for like an upgrade price? They'll get a residual. For using okay. it, a percentage okay. of the, I don't know. He wanted to make it free, but uh, Steam wouldn't let him. <laughs> I tell you and, what, Phil, you get a free NFT. There you go. On the blockchain, how about that? Plus hey. a discount on a fungible token, hey. if you want. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's he's got a nice video. He also released his feature film, which was which is essentially Machinima which I'm going to choose for our next thing to uh, talk about called M-Doll. That was released. Um, more about that later uh, in, in a future uh, podcast. Uh, Blender 3.1 Alpha is out. Now, Blender 3.0 is a, is a just a huge jump because they've completely revamped their real-time rendering, EE rendering system. They've updated the graphics. Uh, it's just a terrific terrific version and it's all free of course since it's open source now why is blender important to machinima filmmakers well a it's free it's open source so they're the right people doing the right thing but because of the trending uh, nature of machinima moving some of it moving towards game uh, engines like unity and uh, unreal both of those game engines and nightmare puppeteer have direct pipelines from blender to to the uh, game engine, which means you can create content in Blender, even simple content. You want to create a, a room that's um, a stone room that's got blocks and holes in it. With two hours of tutorials, you can have that all created. You can texture it and import it directly into Unity if you want to make or making a film in Unity or Real Illusion if you're making a film in iClone. And this will be the very best version of Blender ever. The support is incredible. The training is incredible. The community is in, incredible. So definitely check out Blender when it comes out on, I think, the 21st of December. 3.0 will come out. But 3.1 is in alpha now, which means you can uh, go to the site and download the alpha version if you want. It's just going to be a little buggy. And then the last thing is this fascinating thing that I discovered accidentally in my endless search for Machinima. Face Punch Studios, if you recall, has created, they don't like this, and they don't want people to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway because it is what it is. It's Gary's Mod 2, created in hmm. Source 2 Engine, and it's called SN Box. SN Box, one word. Um, the, let me see if I can find the guy's name, Aiden Kelly, A-I-D-A-N Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, on YouTube, 
uh, has been creating and exploring with this. And it looks fascinating. It looks really, really interesting. Now it's in a, a kind of early stage of it. And they're being selective about who they're allowing in to, 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 to beta. Uh, but if you go, we'll give you the link. I believe it's through Face Punch Studios. You have to have a copy of Gary's Mod to be able to do it. I'm not sure why, but you have to have that. But I am really, really interested in uh, the developments of this. It's, um, as I said, it's Source 2. It looks great. They're adding stuff all the time. It's a game engine. Content will be the issue, I think, for the future of it. Um, and I also want to say that Aiden Kelly's uh, YouTube channel has got some fantastically funny and weird short videos on it if you want to be chuckle for a half an hour go to his youtube site because he's got some crazy funny stuff some's machinima some's traditional but it's great and uh, we'll give you the link to s and box um <coughs> so you can go check it out what you do is you go to their forum you uh, create an account and then you request access to the beta and then they run their face punch background check and if you were part of the january 6 insurrection they won't let you that was a joke <laughs> sorry i think we were to get it and then i thought yeah let's see where you're coming with that all right that's my news uh, uh i hope i didn't blab too long no no um excellent news i was very interested to hear what you had to say about uh, uh what religion is doing at the conference and I think I have to give this new version of Blender a try as well. It's one of those things I keep meaning to. I need. To I'm telling you, to it is so much easier to use now. The reputation of of Blender being hard to use is gone. It's gone. That's good. All right, I'll, I'll be sure to have a look at this newer version and uh, give it a try. Okay. Yeah. So, Tracy, um, what have you got for yeah. us? Yeah, I mean, actually, I also attended um, the the GTC conference bits of it because I was quite interested in the in the AI and the use of um, game text for things oh, yeah. like ar architecture and what have you. So really, really interesting um, keynotes and discussions and the digital twin stuff that you were talking about um, with uh, Factory of the Future and what have you. Absolutely fascinating. Really very interesting. I'm sure we'll be doing um, some work in that area as well. Yeah. In, in my day job, so to speak. Anyway, my news is it's, it's kind of related, but a little, a, a teeny bit different. Um, so it's an item which uh, I thought has kind of got real potential to, to be quite an interesting approach to um, creating machinima. And we've talked uh, in the past about um, VR uh, and different methods of capture throughout most of our episodes, actually. And I'm very intrigued by a report that there is some software in development called Promethean AI. Um, which enables you to create using voice commands in VR. Huh. Um, so now um, I had a look at the, the the demo video, and it and it's clear that you know from the from the way that the guy was creating on the video that you have to have the language that the AI understands. Um, so it's not a naive tool by any means, um, but it may be useful if you are using say large libraries of content because it does all the searching and, and inserting pretty much. Uh, well, the content pretty much in uh, in real time, whilst you're using the VR headset to explore the scene. So you're kind of creating it around you. Um, now, it's positioned as a tool for creating video game environments and 
was originally revealed in July 2018 and was actually launched in beta in March this year. It's free and commercial use, um, and that's uh, what they call projects below 100,000 a year in financing terms. Uh, and there is a very small fee of, of $5 a month, um, which gives you an option to share your asset library or an asset library with a team of creators. So the basic version gives you an asset browser, palettes, and command line asset search and building basics. Um, its its creator is a is a game industry vet, former technical art director for Sony Interactive, um, guy called Andrew Maximoff, uh, and he's particularly keen that the toolset, um, which uses machine learning, helps creators and artists to do the things they love um, even faster and without necessarily having the skill sets that an animator uh, might have. Now, there are some install guidelines um, because you need to integrate it with your own content libraries too. Um, and I noticed that actually when you do that, you have to integrate it or it can be integrated with Unreal Engine, um, which I think looking at it again is obviously the basis of the language that's used when you um, give it commands. Um, so I think really since... You know, do we really need more uh, killer apps for VR beyond Half-Life Alex and and uh, the Meta's verse, uh, for, for want of a better description? We potentially, I think, now have a game-changing process for creatives too, and I think this toolset might be it. Um, so we'll share the, the download link and the introductory video for you in the show notes. Promethean AI, I think it's got um, some real potential. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to have a, a look at it at all, but... Um, you know, maybe if you're using something like Unreal, it might be worth having a little play with it, see what you can kind of come up with. Fascinating. Mm. I think it will be. And then the other bit of news, really exciting bit of news for us, is that um, the And Now for Completely Machinima podcast team, us, um, we are going to be hosting a live event in Leicester. And all being well, we'll be streaming it online too on Thursday the 9th of December at the LCB Depot, uh, which is a... Uh, a creative environment in, in the heart of Leicester. Um, we're going to be doing this live event between 6 and 7.30pm uh, in the evening on the 9th of December. Um, we're going to be doing a film review show which covers some of our favourite films from uh, the past year. And alongside that, what we're going to be doing is discussing some of the major trends that we've observed in the world of machinima and that we've seen um, kind of... Um, popping out at us, if you like, over the last 12 months. So if you're in the UK, do come over and join us. Um, there's an Eventbrite link that we'll share in the notes. I appreciate that only gives you a week um, to plan your visit um, when this episode uh, goes live. But if you can make it, we'd be delighted to see you. Um, and if you can't, hopefully you can join us online. I'll be there in person. Ricky, Phil and Damien will be online. So hopefully we'll see you then. Uh, and that's it. That's it for my news. I'm looking forward to that live event. Um, yeah, me too. Yes. So all the notes, we all in the show notes about how to attend that, and uh, uh, look forward to seeing uh, all of you there. Great. So I believe that wraps up all the news we've got this month. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you have um, you're having an excellent uh, holiday festive season, and um, see you next week. <laughs>